So for most of us, the big game season has come and gone. And on this episode, I got my dad back, and we're going to do an autopsy of how this year went. So stay tuned. This is the Beyond Hunter Ed podcast, where the focus is on all the questions you wish were answered in the classroom and quite a few more. So whether you're an accomplished lifer or a complete newbie, and you're looking to discuss all topics hunting in an entertaining and unfiltered way, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Eric Jaitner. Hey, hey guys, welcome back. I got my dad on the line, so stay, say hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. No, actually, uh, hello. So we're going to go over right now. We're going to talk about how our seasons went. It was, uh, you know, we started this off. We had a couple episodes where we went over elk hunting stuff. Uh, we went on our first elk hunt. And you guys can look back and see all the preparation we did for that. That was on here. I think it was three episodes, right? I think we did e-scouting and preparation and then uh, and then our gear list. So I think we had three full episodes on this. Yeah, that sounds right. So, uh, so yeah, for everybody who wants to look back and... There was some information, I think, in that one. But uh, now we're going to dive into how did that work out for us. So, uh, so what do you think? What did you expect going into this season? And, uh, you know, what was well, your plan going in? Okay, I, I'm going to say uh, I, I expected to see more wildlife, uh, you know. Uh, and, uh, I, and I expected to get closer to the wildlife. And... So in 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 that respect, I mean, we certainly did see elk, uh, uh, and uh, because you were leading, you you got to see them before uh, before they ran away. Uh, <laughs> so I really didn't see anything, uh, you know, within bow range or really even within what I would consider rifle range. Um, and uh I, I i did expect that we would we would get closer than that um but I, you know I, I the other side of that is the you know we did have some extenuating circumstances that uh uh, uh kicked into it um you know our plan was to get uh started hunting right out of the chute and um because i am a flatlander uh, and we were staying at 10,000 feet. Um, the altitude did uh, slow me, <laughs> slowed me down to a crawl, as they say. Um, and so, uh, expecting to get out in a hunt right away uh, really didn't happen. And 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 part of that was um, just the altitude and how it affected me, uh, you know, for the hunt. Um, and and I will say, you know, I, I did quite a bit of training and I, I trained throughout the year, but um, there really isn't any training you can do uh, to get yourself ready for altitude uh, aside from being in the altitude. So I think, you know, looking at it uh, as we are, you know, in, 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 in the rearview mirror now, uh, I think I, I would want to get out there uh, probably three three days earlier than than actually going on the hunt just to uh, uh, acclimate. Now the problem with that for me would be is 
I'm out here. I should be hunting. Right. Yeah. It's hard to like sit back and not go crazy. Just, I mean, yeah. but, but you do have a point there where if you let yourself acclimate, because I mean, I'm going to say I didn't have the issues this time going up to altitude uh, that you did, but at the same point in time, after four or five, you know, and we went for six days, it's almost like there was a bit of a grace to the to the fact that we didn't go hard the first two days because once we got going, I mean, and not going hard is, you know, kind of an understatement because I, I think our shortest day was still 10 miles that we covered. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I like, mean, that's the easy day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it is, you know, and and that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like. You know, we still were were hitting it. Okay, we were hitting it hard, um, but yeah, I was. I I will have to say that I I did struggle with the altitude, and um, that is something that I really didn't think was going to be an issue because I've gone to the mountains many times, and even earlier in the year I was uh, up at Glacier National Park, Yellowstone National Park, Tetons National Park. You know, all elevations that were in excess of 7,000 feet. You know, now, granted, we were at 10,000 Yeah, but it wasn't feet. the campsite at 10,500. No, it, it, th- th- that was the difference. Um, I mean, and, there, and I did there wasn't even hunting ground left. below 8. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't even hunting. There wasn't even public land below 8,000 where we were. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, everything so, was going to be up high. Yeah, and and so I, I just don't want to uh, I, I I won't belabor the point, uh, but I, I I will just say you know <laughs> this is the last time I'm saying this, and that is that you know if if you're planning on hunting at you know ten thousand feet or 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 higher, you honest to God really need to um, plan on getting there a couple days early and and just acclimating. Uh, cause if you go after it hard, <laughs> you're going to suffer and, uh, and, and, and you're going to be slow and, uh, and you, you may be dealing with, you know, uh, headaches and, uh, just, uh, not feeling like eating and, and, you know, not eating, not drinking. Those are things that are only going to make it worse. Um. So that that would be my my uh, one thing that I would say about uh, about the whole episode. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it it's a oh how did I put it earlier? I uh, you know memories that will last a lifetime. Um, you know, and and so you know I guess it's really you know how did the season turn out? You know. Well, we didn't get any meat, okay? But we have well, at least not that on that hunt. a lifetime. At least not on that hunt. We still had another one. Oh yeah. Yes, we, we still had another hunt in there. So, but yeah, no, I mean, but you know, I mean, the other side of that is not only the memories, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm excited about the prospect of going over the counter again and going back to that same unit. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm uh, very excited to, uh, uh, you know, 
look look at uh, doing certainly more elk hunts are, are uh, in in my uh, in my future and uh, I I had a, an amazing time. Uh, I. And I, and I don't, I don't even really know how to explain it, except that it was just the two of us out. Um, we had a nice, uh, small hard-sided trailer that we, uh, you know, slept in overnight, uh, which certainly kept us nice and warm and, uh, you know, off the ground. Um, it, it was just amazing because we got up in the morning and we spent the whole day hiking and you know looking for elk and uh finding where 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 they were and then hiking to that area um and then you know at the end of the day hiking back out and it would do this for for uh six six days i mean i feel like we finally got into them the last couple days too though i mean what the last two days we were out there we that was one of the highlights to me was uh when we jumped that six by six out, like from 20, 25 yards that we had no idea he was there until all of a sudden he was down the canyon and, you know, a half mile away. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun still. Like, I mean, he was close enough. That was that was a big boy. So definitely shootable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but it goes back to, you know, I mean, you learn some. I mean, we spent the first we spent the first two, two and a half days essentially trying to hunt an area we had no way of actually getting to physically yes uh, using glass so we we shot half the hunt just thinking we had an option by looking at the map and knowing this was the best place to to look from and it turned out once we found the animals we wanted to go after it turned out we couldn't get there and so we shot half our hunt with that um that being said that area is still now on my list. Of, it's on my uh, list of areas to work into, but we're going to go a different route next time. I mean, after talking to some of the locals, I, like I said, I'm excited about going back to that same unit because I think, I think we've got options now. I mean, between the, uh, the fence area where we saw that seven by seven, uh, the last evening, mm-hmm. before, pulling out the next morning and we just were like well okay i gotta try this just to see and we saw him feeding down off the private onto the public and it's like oh, he's a mile away and it's already dusk we can't get there you know and right it's like bummer man but but that being said we knew where he was i mean it's not that hard now to be like okay we know this spot works and we know how to get into it mm-hmm. um and the back door of that uh that other drainage that the locals were telling us about. I mean, this goes back to using our equipment. The e-bikes yeah. would have been awesome to go down that, that dirt road to get to the trailhead. So you'd have put, you know, three miles in on the e-bikes using the buggies to get down there. And then you just hike up the trail and you're already three miles deep in, you know, before you even hit the wilderness line and nobody else is back there. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, you got locals telling you they're screaming their heads off back there. And it's like, oh, my goodness. So that's where they're at. You know, so it's like I said, we got I got three spots marked right now on my map still for that unit where I'm looking at it going. These are good options to actually get in and actually get an elk. I mean, I think we learned so much 
that, yeah, I mean, it was rough, but that knowledge is going to be, we're going to use that in future years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is once you have boots on the ground and you're hiking around, you know, you, you, you see a whole lot more than what you do when you're, uh, you know, uh, you, you, when you're e-scouting. Uh, and so, um, and, 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 you know, talking to locals is invaluable. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking next time we got to go out there and we got to plan on being out there a couple of days ahead of time just to go hit the bars. Yeah, probably uh, <laughs> that, that will uh, help us uh, get some more information. That, that would be more intelligence, which uh, we, we need to to uh, uh, get from uh, from the local people. All right. So real quick on the elk hunt, since we dove into that right off the top. What's the best and worst part about that trip? Uh, the best part uh, to me, honestly, was being up in the mountains for six straight days hunting. Uh, if you've never done this, it is it is simply amazing. Um, and uh, you know, we're up uh, um, before the sun is up, and we're back to camp after dark. Uh, and and I don't know, maybe some people are like, "You're kidding me," and, and but. Until you do it, you just really don't, you really, you know, I guess it, it, the old saying, um, if I had to explain it to you, you wouldn't understand. And I think that's where we're at. It is only, only people that have been out for, for you know, days on end, uh, uh, just strictly in the mountains hunting, uh, will, will tr- truly understand just how amazing uh, this trip was. And, and then, you know, the other side of that is when you're doing it with your son. Uh, yeah, well, well, you know, what could be better? Uh, I just, you know, I, I just don't know what could be better. Uh, so uh, to me, the best was was honestly just being out in the mountains for six days hunting uh, up before the sun, back after dark. Uh, and all of this with with my son i well i do yeah. make good company i know yeah but, you do uh, <laughs> and, and when you don't i ignore you so it, it's, it's, it's simple well i just wander off into the woods and all of a sudden you're like he'll be back someday <laughs> yeah he'll come looking for me i hope so what was the worst part of it all uh was there a worst <laughs> for me the worst was uh not being ready for the altitude you know, it just beat me down. And I mean, I was dealing with headaches. Uh, I was not eating much, uh, not not even drinking a whole lot, uh, you know, to hydrate. Um, and so this all contributed to, you know, uh, the, the situation. And had I uh, been to the area, I'm going to say two or three days earlier, and just sat around and acclimated, I, I think uh, I would have dealt with it a whole lot better. Um, but that's looking in the rearview mirror. And, you know, I, I, it's just something I know for going, you know, from past experience, this is what I need to do going forward. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I thought it was going to be a toss up between the altitude or not having a shower for you. Uh, well, the, you know, the, the, <laughs> I have learned and, 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 okay, so this is, okay. So 
for those of you that don't know, my, my family uh, 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 teases me often about uh, me being Mr. Clean because uh, I, I, I essentially. All right, well, answer the question in here. Three showers a day. Is that is that a hard number for you to hit? What's that? Three showers in a single day. Is that a hard number for you to hit at times? It 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 depends on you know what's <laughs> been going on. Uh, but I, I have been known to take three showers in one day. Um, I will say that the norm is one shower a day. Um, generally after workouts. Um, and workouts take place in the morning. So. Um, but I have had two showers in a day and yes, there have been occasions where it's three. And so, uh, yes, uh, being out in the woods for six and a half days without a shower, uh, was a new experience for me. And, uh, um, it really isn't that bad. You, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you don't even notice it and you really don't need a shower every day. I, I found that out. No, I mean, you, you get to a point where you just don't even notice it anymore. You're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that, that's how I always feel about it. You know, when I go out for a few days, it's like three, four days without a shower or six days. You get to a point where it's like, eh, you just don't even notice it anymore. And Yeah, well, uh, okay, I'm going to share. Uh, I did notice you. <laughs> Well, apparently that elk did too, because he took off like. Uh, I'm going to say the last that. two nights in the trailer were. We'll just Pretty say ripe, interesting. Huh? We'll just say interesting. Ah, <laughs> uh, that happens. It's part of the fun, right? It, it, yeah, you know, and the thing is, is that, yeah, I mean, it, you get used to it, and it's 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 not that big a deal, and and. You know, you, if you go in with an open mind and you go in and you're prepared for it, it, it really isn't, you know, it's like, well, OK, so I mean, when you think about it, there are many things in life that are worse than not having a shower once a day. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah I, I mean. Yeah, it, it, it's an inconvenience and, you know, some of us are just like. Well, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. And, and you know, I mean, if I had my choice, I would have had a shower set <laughs> up in camp and I, and I would have had a shower uh, probably every night. But uh, that wasn't in the cards. And and I live to tell about it. So it's great. I'm fine. There you go. Well, so that, you know, I mean, that pretty much covered our our adventures in Colorado this year. But we uh, we adventured again in Wisconsin this year. So yes, we did. We we pulled off. We did the annual tradition. I think last year was the first time we missed in, good God, at least a de decade. Well, um, uh, I, I think you had missed. Well, this is the second time once you were in Arizona and missed. That's right. Yeah. And once right. in uh, last year you missed. And then for me, uh, the only time I missed. Uh, gun season in uh, in northern Wisconsin was uh, uh, during Desert Storm. Uh, I couldn't a, come that's home. That's a bit ago. <laughs> I couldn't come home that's, for hunting. That's a bit ago. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, 1990. Uh, so I missed that one. And then there were uh, two seasons in, I think, 96 and 97 uh, when uh, when we were living abroad. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, I, I, I mean, those are the three deer seasons I've missed since I was 21 and I am 68. So, so that's a that's a few of them in a row there. Yeah, I, I I I have I have made quite a few. You know, if somebody does the math, you might be on your long, longest streak because if because uh, ninety, so you might be on your longest streak now, going straight. But you know, hey, somebody will have to check the math on that one. It's got got to be close. But uh, no, that's a lot. But it pretty much is a. Oh, it, it, annual it's tradition, tradition. and yeah. uh, hunting the North Woods. Okay, hunting deer is nothing like hunting elk. Nope. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> and, uh, and for one thing, in northern Wisconsin, I mean, you are going to struggle to get over 2,000 feet in elevation. Uh, I don't even know what is the highest point in Wisconsin. It can't even be that high. <laughs> no, I think we do have a hill. <laughs> a hill. They don't call them mountains here. It's a hill. Uh, and I think it's just short of 3,000 feet. Oh, uh, wow. But, you know, it, it's nowhere near where we hunt. And, uh, I mean, where we hunt is pretty much the lake region of uh, northern Wisconsin. And, um, you know, just looking at the topo maps, you know, you're looking at 1,600 feet, 1,700 feet. Uh, it, it, altitude is not an issue when you're hunting in the north woods of wisconsin no um, it's not not at all uh, the 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 issue is is uh you know again uh, uh well we normally hunt uh, on public land uh it's a place called the nicolay national forest uh and it is a uh huge tract of land that is uh a lot of it is pine but a lot of it is also uh, deciduous trees and uh, so there are swamps lakes uh, and things like that and it's just finding the uh, funnels that the deer are most likely to follow uh, and then uh, the, the tactic that we use for for hunting in, in northern Wisconsin is generally to either put a tree stand up in a tree or to set up a ground blind um, and uh, wait along a, a, a game trail. Uh, and, and, and in normal situations, we have snow on the ground, so um, seeing deer is a little bit easier, especially if you're up in a tree, uh, because you'll see the silhouettes moving against the snow cover in, in, in the background. Um, however, this year uh, in northern Wisconsin, uh, the weekend before uh thanksgiving uh there was no snow on the ground or very little uh and so we didn't really have a white blanket to see silhouettes on uh, so seeing deer was, was uh well we really didn't see a whole lot of deer and uh yeah the one we saw ended up down <laughs> right i mean it, yeah and and uh so there were three of us that went out hunting and uh, we kind of set up in a, I'm going to call it a semicircle uh, in a area that the deer were expected to come through. 
And uh, I'm going to say it was around 730 uh, opening morning when I heard a gunshot. And uh, uh, Eric had uh, gotten a uh, fork. And uh, so things were like, whoa, (laughs) we are looking good because it's only 730 in the morning and we got one down. And, you know, there's there's two more of us, you know, hunting and we have a antlerless deer permit. So we were pretty stoked at that point. It was looking good. I thought we were in good shape. I mean, there was good sign. Yeah. And we spent two days hiking around the uh, national forest and looking at various spots before we picked the place that we wanted to go to uh, because we thought it had the most promise. And um turns out it did it did i mean i think um i was surprised at the lack of pressure up there actually this year um yeah it didn't yeah. seem like a lot of people were in the woods moving around yeah we did we well i mean uh, i i don't think i saw anybody other than us in orange uh, back in the woods i um yeah, I can't think of seeing any hunters come through our area uh, or even seeing them at a distance. Yeah, no, I mean. So there was, was not, not, you know, yeah. that's a good point that there was not, uh, we did not have a lot of pressure at all, uh, you know, uh, in in the in that area. It felt like there was enough pressure to let them know something was up, but not enough pressure to keep them on their feet. Right. Yeah. So I think they just yeah. took a dive into, you know, their, uh, I guess I would call it their, uh, uh, you know, their, their uh, beds and they, they pretty much stayed there and stayed uh, nocturnal. Um, yeah, That's what it kind of seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. Because we saw one deer, we got one deer and, you know, it, I guess, you know, well, I, I can tell you that uh, myself uh, and and the other hunter that was with us, uh, we were both disappointed that uh, we did not uh, uh, even have opportunities to to shoot um, because we just I, there we just didn't see any any additional animals. Yeah, I mean that kind of brings me to like just the uh game plan i mean i know we shifted up the game plan pretty quickly on the last like we only had three days to actually hunt the first day obviously got one down in the morning the second day we went out and we we really sat all day right no we sat till we sat till noon and then we kind of came in um and regrouped and and we never went back out to that spot and i'm i'm not saying that was a bad play um because I, I don't know that anything else was moving through there. Um, yeah. Well, we, now, oh, go ahead. The weather kind of changed things up a little bit on us, too, because we had that storm that came through. And I don't know if that was enough to put them down or not. But mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think it helped. Right. And um, I don't know. I mean, that one was tough because I did think we had some good areas picked out. I don't know if we should have. There's thoughts going around in my mind right now where I'm like, how would we play this better next year? You know, like if we had those same three spots or whatever picked out and we have three days to hunt. 
I'm almost thinking it's one of those things where you go in and it's like, we're going to set tree stands when we're doing the scouting and then, uh, you know, get set up for our, our stands to go in. And then it's like the game plan is site A is the best looking spot. That's opening morning, opening day, all day, like we did this year. But then, uh, there's part of me that says, I don't even plan to go back to site A. You know, like the next day we were planning, you know, if you have three good spots, because we had three good spots picked out in right. my mind. Yep. And maybe we should have done it where it was like we have our tree stand spots set up in those three areas. And we just like, OK, morning one is in this area because we think it's the best. Take our best shot at it. If it yep. works, great. But even if it even if it works and we get one, maybe say we get two or three deer out of there. But we're not going back in there because we've been in there. We've kind of messed up the whole place. It's time to move on to site two, which we think is really good, too, to try to continue to fill the tags. Right. So now uh, I, I did hunt. Uh, they they had a uh, antlerless deer hunt uh, in early December, uh, Thursday through Sunday. And mm-hmm. so I hunted. How'd that go? Fri- Friday and Saturday at Gross Lake, uh, you know, the other place where that was really a, a nice funnel. And, yeah. and the other thing was, was that there, there was a really heavy winter storm coming. Uh, it had been forecast that we were going to get six to 10 inches of snow on uh, 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 Saturday night and uh, through early Sunday morning. And so I was out hunting Friday uh, near Gross Lake, and I had picked the spot where, um, you know, in between the two swamps. Uh, so it was a nice funnel, and and I certainly had a, a game trail that I was uh, sitting over. And I hunted that area all day Friday, you know, uh, from the tree stand, and mm-hmm. really did not see, didn't see anything. Um, and, you know, again, this is where we saw the, uh, 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 rubs and, uh, all of that. So, I mean, it was, and there was no place for the deer to go except through that area. Now, when I first walked into the area, um, I might've kicked up a deer because I did hear something, uh, take off. Um, uh, but beyond that, you know, I, I just didn't see anything. And then, uh, the next day, which was Saturday, I guess I got my weather uh, screwed up. It was supposed to snow starting uh, Friday afternoon, um, uh, and then into Saturday. Uh, and we did get probably six to 10 inches of snow. And so, uh, I, I really, I couldn't even well we couldn't I couldn't drive the car to where I wanted to go hunting because the driveway was uh, mm-hmm. snowed shut uh, and so I had to hunt uh, on public land near the private land where I was staying and it took me I'm gonna say an hour and a half to hike let's see what was it it's about half mile back. Uh, and to set up a tree stand uh, that the snow was was that deep that it, it and 
so I, I then I hunted the whole day from that tree stand, and again it was another day where I I did not see a deer. Um, but that was right at you know that was after six to ten uh, inches of snow, and so conventional wisdom tells you that yeah you're probably not going to see anything uh, with that amount of snow. The deer are going to be hunkered down and uh, not moving. And uh, yeah, and that uh, prediction was correct i did not see anything yeah so so a bummer again i mean i think we played a pretty good hand though i mean we had we had found areas where there was plenty of sign there was good activity um yeah the the one thing i would say is um especially when you're when you well i guess this would apply to whenever you're hunting that is, um, you got to take into account uh, there there can be some uh, freaky weather um, uh, phenomenon that happen. And so uh, for me, I had set up plan A was going to be hunt hunt this one area and plan B was hunt this other area. And I didn't really have a plan C uh, until the snow came. And uh, so <laughs> plan A didn't work out because there wasn't enough snow plowed that i could get off the road enough you know to park the car yeah. uh and and so i couldn't uh, so plan a became plan b which happened to be gross lake but i really didn't develop a plan for okay so if we do get the six to ten inches of snow uh where am i going to hunt and how am i going to do it uh, and had i set that up in advance uh, i would have had a tree stand hanging in in public land uh you know just off the private property where where i hunt and right. uh I, I i would have been all set um but i did not have that uh set up and so again it's you know it's yeah. all the little pieces that you have to put together to make it happen that's part of the fun of the game i will say uh, the one thing i learned this year is uh don't take things for granted anymore um we ran into issues just with uh, getting the deer butchered at the end of the year. And had I uh, had I thought about that ahead of time and knowing we were going to have issues there, I was thinking about it. I would have just done the same thing we were planning to do with elk. I would have broke it down right, right there in the field, just thrown a cooler in the back of the in the back of the car going in and quartered it out right there in the field and then taking it back to the cabin and, and just spent the afternoon instead of just getting back into a tree stand right away. I'd have butchered it right there um and and then it would have been done because it would have been you know down and butchered within six hours and right and then there's nothing else to do it wouldn't have been a big issue you know what i'm saying um i i assumed because the last however many deer we've shot we've just taken over to the butcher shop and you know give them your 70 or 100 bucks and I don't have to spend any time doing it. I can go shoot a few more deer and you know what I'm saying? Like you can just, it's like they do the work for you. So it's not a big deal, but uh, yeah, this, you this, have year, less, this year we less, ran into less time uh, at the butcher table and more time in, in the field. And again, you know, for me as a hunter, <laughs> more time in the field is always good. Well, yeah. And not to mention the time spent, you know, just with family and everything. Um, I mean, we, we, I only make the trip to Wisconsin, you know, once or twice a year. So 
it's there's limited time and I'd rather, you know, spend the money and have somebody else do that work for me than, uh, you know, and be able to spend the time with the family. That being said, given the way it turned out, it would have been way smarter to just uh, do it ourselves and just be done with it. Yeah, um, it's a good but, point. You know, I mean, it's something you got to take into account and things change. Um, the plan we had in place, like the plan we had in place on any other year seemed or every year prior had worked just fine. Yes. This year it didn't. And I mean, we're still waiting to get the meat back from like, and this is, you know, I mean, this is what almost, almost two months now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you know, being short staffed and everything that's, that's causing issues for, for people there. But, but it goes to show you that, you know, I mean, make sure you check your plans ahead of time even if you uh even if you've done the plan prior that doesn't mean you're going to be able to execute that same plan yeah it, it it really comes down to details and and uh yeah you know uh you need to probably check you know if, if you're planning on butchering it well okay then 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 that's the plan but if you're planning right. on having someone else butcher it uh, probably not a bad idea to give the butcher a call to uh, let them know, you know, what you're thinking and also to get some uh, information back from your butcher to understand uh, what his situation is. Because um, had we known that up front, uh, we would have made different different choices. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's we'd have a, brought a, uh, a yeah. That's a live yeah, and learn. Yeah, that, that, that it, so that's that's lessons learned exactly. But uh, well, anyway, we're going on a little over thirty-five minutes here. So, uh, all right, well, uh, both both trips. What was the what was the favorite thing you did with both trips? And then, uh, what was the one thing you would change from both both trips this year? Well. Um, I guess, you know, one of the things that I, I would think about, uh, you know, from the elk hunting perspective is uh, I might start looking into uh, uh, into a guided trip, uh, okay. but they become uh, immensely uh, uh, expensive. And uh, again, I'm. I'm uh, kind of a do-it-yourself-or-anyhow, uh, so I'm not looking to spend a fortune to, you know, and, and I don't want to be taken to a place where the elk are in a corral and, you know, you just go in and shoot. <laughs> um, you know, again, that, that, that's, not, that's not my idea of fair chase. Um, and, you know, and, and there may be, you know, elk guides, you know, that say, well, no, that's not fair. Uh, that's not how we do it. Um but, you know, I, so that that's one thing that I, I might look at, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I guess I look at it from a perspective of uh, the, the, the folks that we met the last day that we were out uh, uh, hunting uh, the elk uh, in Colorado. And yeah. we came across the guy that had been a guide uh, previously and, and, and told us that, yeah, we were kind of heading in the right direction. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we didn't get there until day six. Um, right. and had we bumped into this guy sooner, 
you know, we would have been able to get uh, a lot more information from him and and uh, he, he might have given us uh, some more details of, you know, where he thought we ought to go because, OK, he's a local and he's going back to hunt where we were. So that in and of itself tells us that, yeah, we, we did get it figured out. Um, yeah, it just took us six days to get there. Um, so so with the elk, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking along that line. Um with the deer, uh, you know, again, I, I think, you know, what we have been doing has been the right thing. You know, again, we go up a couple days early. We do some scouting. I do a lot of bow hunting. Uh, mm-hmm. This year I did not get as much bow hunting in. Uh, but next year I intend to uh, probably hit a little bit harder. Uh, and I guess, again, after the experience of living uh you know for six days without a shower okay i know that's a doable thing um so i may spend some time up in the uh, north woods uh, in a tent uh hunting deer uh you know uh, yeah. with bow and arrow uh so that so again a learning experience for me and, and something uh that uh, uh i i think i'm i'm going to be looking at as far as uh you know because what could be better than setting up your camp, you know, oh, maybe a half mile, mile from where you want to hunt. Uh, but you just roll out of the sleeping bag, uh, grab something to eat, some water and uh, head out to your, your, your spot and, and, and set up. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's the way I want to do it. I, I don't disagree at all. I think, uh, there's just something primal about that setup. It's just like you're just out there and you're just there, there's no technology with it. It's just uh, I don't know. It's just something like it just feels different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Kind of. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, for me, it's it's you know, I mean, certainly I'm not using a stick bow. I'm using a compound bow. But, uh, uh, you know, and and uh, that is I mean, that is my weapon of choice. I, I do gun hunting. Uh, uh, and I, and I enjoy that a lot, but, but bow hunting has been, uh, just a, I, I would almost call it a passion. I just really like being out with the bow and arrow. It's, uh, it's, it's so quiet and so peaceful for me. And, and it's, for me, it's not, uh, so much about, you know, bringing home meat. It's, it's more about just being out in nature and, uh, seeing how things are. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, certainly putting yourself in, in the best pace possible, uh, for success. Um, uh, but if, if I come home uh, at night without a, a, you know, without filling the tag, uh, you know, there's always tomorrow and, uh, yep. uh, you know, I, I, again, I, I have spent another day, uh, out in nature and, yeah, I, I just, I mean, that, that to me is a, a big deal. Well, good. Well, thanks for jumping on here with me and rehashing the season for us. Um, and for all the listeners out there, I encourage you guys to do the same thing. You know, go back over your season and think about what you did right, what you did wrong, what you'd do different next time. I don't know if wrong is the right word. Maybe what you would do different. 
Yeah, and uh, things that yeah didn't work out yeah. as you had hoped. So there you have it, guys. And before next time, get out there, do your own autopsy of your own season. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond Hunter Ed Podcast. And as always, if you have questions, please email us at questions at beyondhuntered.com. Or you can find us on the web at www.beyondhuntered.com.